You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Patrick Dangerfield is with us in the aftermath of last night. Uh, Paddy, welcome to Crunch Time. G'day, Jared. G'day, boys. How complete was that last night? Uh, yeah, it was a good performance. Certainly, even going in at halftime, I felt we'd, we'd really controlled a lot of the play, but just hadn't hadn't scored as well as we would have liked and then in the second half um you know far more efficient um with the entries that we had and uh and the big fella up there was just astonishing he had a, an incredible game and uh, it was hard not to just kick it in his general vicinity and, and he did the rest have you played in a game where a key forward has been such a commanding presence that you can recall yeah, I have, and that was Tom when he kicked seven against Melbourne in 2018. We were actually we we're all having a bit of a laugh and a joke about it last night, trying to think of of moments you know where players have really dominated it, and and that was the last one he kicked. I think it was seven and a half, and um, won the game against Melbourne. He just yeah, it was that was a special performance, and this this one last night was one that was just sort of from from go to wire. Every every time he went near the ball, it, it was. You know, it was like a magnet, and he was just—he was sensational. Does it does it change the dynamic of the way that you play? Does it does it give a sense, I guess, almost sort of funnel vision rather than tunnel vision about the way you want to play? Yeah, I was asked after the game. You know, was there a a, a set play with in regards to using Tom? And, and there really wasn't. It was just you know, we still want to use you know, the best available at any one stage when we're bringing the ball forward. But it just, it just had great position. And, you know, when when you get that sort of flow in a game, it just sort of, you know, it just it encroaches on the whole group that this guy is just on. So just do whatever you can to get it to him. And, um, you know, he, he made our job easy as midfielders because his positioning was so good. Can pick up that conversation with Luke Hodge. Luke. <laughs> I hate saying this, but Patrick, you were very good last night, mate, uh, <laughs> along with, with Hawk and, and a lot of the other blokes. But the bloke I want to focus on is Gary Rowan. Uh, I saw him, his work rate last night, his energy that he's brought to your side. But also, it seems like he's bringing like a relaxed uh, mindset as well. He's laughing after all the boys kick goals. He just seems like he brings so much to your team. Yeah, he does, Hodge. He, um, he's really enjoying his footy and since crossing from Sydney last year's the first year he'd done a full pre-season and he'd had the same thing again going into this year and, and previous to that I think it was it was eight or nine years where he just hadn't had any opportunity to, to complete a full pre-season and I don't think it's until you do that that you really bulletproof yourself um, in regards to your own game so he's really done that and he's really benefited from the from the rest he'd had a few weeks ago so He's jumping well at the ball. He's a beautiful kick, and he's great in the air. So, yeah, you're right. He does give us a huge amount of energy in that forward line, and a different dynamic to, to the other players we've got down there as well. 
You're, uh, you guys have gone through a massive workload with, well, I think it was five games in 19 days. Your defence last night looked pretty banged up. I reckon I counted. There was Taylor, Lonigan, Jasny, Stewart, all come off at stages with corkies. They look pretty banged up. How have they pulled up today? And to be honest, they look worse than me the way I run these days. How, <laughs> how have they pulled up? Well, Harry uh, runs like that normally, even when he actually <laughs> run out. So that wasn't too dissimilar for him. Lonigan, I'm glad you mentioned him. He's been retired for three years, so he's Henderson. not moving too Henderson. well at all. <laughs> Henderson, my mate. 2-0, David. 2-0. Any opportunity to take it out of you, I am so but glad. But I'm, I'm rattled because I know what you're going to hit me with just before you get off the air, just like last night. So how about we change <laughs> Lonigan for Henderson? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Hendo, he, he, he copped a, a couple of big hits, and I think that's what happens when you're playing on on Charlie Dixon, you know, he's such a man mountain down there that you've just got to put your body on the line every time the ball comes in because if you don't, he's just going to clunk it. And that's what he's done for the majority of the season. So our guys really set themselves for that challenge and have been working really well collectively as a unit. You know, they pride themselves on, you know, a team within a team essentially. Uh, and that's led by Scarlo. Um, and, yeah, the, the work they do in the air and then the, the run they... Uh, provide us with has been you know a huge part of our success for this year. I did notice that last night that all your coaches had the nice slacks on. They look really professional, and Scalo's got runners and shorts that are three sizes too small. <laughs> <laughs> and and they refer to themselves as the midfit, so it's, it's, it's perfect. I think you know he, he leads that well. Harry always, no matter what um, function that we go to. Whenever we wear a suit, Harry always rocks up in runners and Scarlo does the same thing. So <laughs> just a different bunch of sort of cats down there. But uh, it works, so we're happy with that. <laughs> Paddy, Sam Edmund here. Well done last night. Incredible performance. And your own performance shouldn't be glossed over either. But I, I will do that just for this short period of time. I wanted to ask you about the families reuniting with you guys and the boost that may have given you. I'm assuming it can't be underestimated, can it? There's a lot of kids, a lot of families at the club. What what difference did that make, if any, to the uh, psyche morale of the playing group? Uh, about minus three and a half hours sleep yeah. the night before. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. <laughs> oh, look, no, it's, it's been wonderful. Um, you know, not having seen them for, for six weeks, it was really special it was to have everyone everyone come in and we're really mindful of the fact that, you know, there's terrible situation at the moment in Victoria. So we're just blessed that the AFL made that possible for the families to come up and I'm watching George now and we're watching Paw Patrol, which is one of the worst shows going around, but it's just <laughs> nice to spend time time together again. And, um, and as you said, you know, um, it does give you a boost and it sort of almost relaxes the environment as well, because no matter what, or how serious an issue is when the kids run around, it sort of just lightens the mood. Yeah, you got to get them on Bluey anyway. That's a much better show. Just with <laughs> family, I, I just want to ask you about, you know, Gary Ablett's obviously dealing with some serious and, and very sad family matters himself at the moment. It sounds almost trivial to ask this, but it appears like you're going to be seeing him soon up there. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, we hope so. At, at the same time, we want to, you know, Gaz will, will take all the time that he and Jordan and, and his family needs. Um, but we're hopeful that we'll see him at some stage. But that's entirely his call, and um, we're incredibly support, supportive of, of whichever decision he makes. He's, he's certainly earned that right. He's such a wonderful person. Um, but we're hopeful that we'll see him at some some stage, um, you know, throughout September, and hopefully for our finals campaign, if we're good enough to get there. 
So you mentioned so six weeks and now the families are there and it stretches on. Now you've got your fixture. You'll be in Queensland. There's no further travel and then a final series after that. And um, this is it's an unnatural circumstance. It really only marries up with cricket. How are you finding it? How are you finding living in each other's pockets? Yeah, it's it's quite odd. It's um, yeah, you you really do live in each other's pockets, and if you don't see someone for a day, you end up going to the next day. Is everything okay? <laughs> see you at breakfast, morning, or at lunch. So, um, it, it's it's odd. It's like an extended sort of preseason camp that just never stops. Um, but you know, there's no other alternative, is there? Given the uh, the state of things within our country, so. Um, it's been bloody sensational that Queensland have opened the doors the way that they have. And um, I'm not sure what the summer pre-seasons are like here, but winter for playing footy, it's a, it's really good for your body. That's one thing I've certainly found, that you're just able to recover a bit quicker because it's 20 degrees instead of uh, 4 degrees and raining like it would be in Geelong. Yeah. The summers are very hot, mate. Very hot and humid. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a tan if you come up here in summer. Luke, we both know that is never going to happen. <laughs> are you the dishes Nazi in any public area, that the, any, in the uh, area that the players share? Yes, I am. Because, yeah. seriously, some of our players, and you walk through the sort of corridor, this is before the families got there, and they just never put clothes away. Like, we're staying here for what's going to be three months, and boys are still living out of their suitcases. Now, again, I might have been like that at one stage in my life, but just unpack your suitcases and please just do your dishes after yourself, Jared. It's not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) Imparting wisdom for many years. Uh, Funny. Um, The coach is starting to get... It's interesting how the conversation has come around to the credit that maybe has been a little overdue for him and the record that he's amassed over his time in charge. So this is a very particular strategic challenge that you've given us an insight into the planning that's happened. Um, Could you provide a little bit of detail on just uh, how Chris and the coaching group have been going about it and whether it's a level of planning even more than what you would typically see? Uh, Yeah, I I think it is. And mind you, I say that only because you see the coaches a lot more and you're interacting a lot more than you would be in a normal season. So you are a bit more um, included in everyday conversation simply because, as you said before, we're living out of each other's pockets. Um, but we've had a really clear plan from the very beginning of this in terms of the um, the players that we'll use, the depth in our squad and how important that will be. And then just looking through how our coaches sort of review and preview games, um, you know, that's, from what I've seen, um, far more in-depth and what I thought possible, even even um, you know, with what, with what you see at the the footy club, that happens normally in a normal season. So you know they've been at the top of their game, and that's led by Chris. You know, I'm a staunch defender of him. I think he's just such an incredible coach and hasn't um, received the plaudits that he certainly deserves because his resume speaks for itself, and his win loss ratio, you know, isn't isn't matched. So he's he's been a wonderful coach. Um, individually for me and, and collectively for us. Is is there a sweet spot at the moment where you lap up what he gives you? Yeah, and I think there's also there's a there's the balance of the the team structure and what we want to achieve going into a game, understanding you know, what makes the opposition good and how we need to nullify that and then, you know, conversely how we want to play. But also individually for all of our players still 
playing with the, the freedom um, and talent that you were recruited with in the beginning. You know, we're not trying to stifle that. We want to foster you know, those individual talents and make sure that, that adds to our collective. And I think that's a really important one as a player because it means you can do you know, the things that you grew up being good at, the reasons that you were picked, um, and then still, you know, still to, for it to, to fit into the, the team ethos, if you will. So I think the coaches do a really good job of just encouraging players to, to play their natural game, and that will, that will add to what we are trying to do as a team. How, uh, how uh, is the work-life balance with, with the coaches? It, do you get at times where you see Scott and go, oh, I don't want to talk to him because he's going to talk about structure, or are they pretty relaxed and understand just to give you some time away? Because I, I know when, if I ever saw Clarko on a Wednesday day off, I'd walk the other way just so we didn't have to talk about football. <laughs> I couldn't imagine you guys being in a hub for six weeks together and going to probably be 16 by the end of it, trying not to talk about football every day. Yeah, you, you're spot on. And, and um, I suppose every coach is, is different. There's some that take the time to review games. There's some that are just straight into it. Nigel Lappin is the most, you know, just about the most thorough person I've ever seen. Um, that being said, if you want to change the topic with Chris, you can do it pretty quickly just by asking about his favourite wineries or wine and then all of a sudden footy he's, so he's very he's very much an afterthought so you can buy yourself some time that way thank you. <laughs> uh, we'll let you get back to Paw Patrol Paddy thanks for your time thanks boys thanks for having me want to witness the world's biggest football game head to iCanWin.com.au predict Australia's score with a crystal ball and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's Maccas together and loving it TNC's apply Cheers.